You're listening to Back to Us Radio on the Back to Us Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com forward slash back to us. That is audiblepodcast.com forward slash B-A-C-K, the number two, U-S. Hello and welcome to Velvet Lips on Air. I'm your host, Marla Renee Stewart, a.k.a. The Sex Architect with Velvet Lips. And today I'm so excited. I have the wonderful Dr. Kathy, who's going to be telling us all about the medical side of sex and sexuality and how to improve um, your libido. Um, and the reason I, I'm so excited that I got Dr. Kathy because I was able to see her. She came to one of the events, the uh, addiction movie event where we talked about sex addiction. And she gave some really insightful information about sex and sex addicts and, you know, uh, her way of talking about black women and, you know, how we relate to sex and sexuality it was just really inspiring. And um, so I'm just super excited to be here today. Um, so Dr. Kathy, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to read your bio real quick. Thank you so much. Um, so Dr. Kathy, um, affectionately known uh, as Dr. Kathy, is a board certified family practitioner and is truly an anomaly. Dr. Kathy has been practicing for over 25 years. Known for her engaging personality and winsome smile, Dr. Kathy is very well respected in the industry and genuinely loves being a doctor. Dr. Kathy's goal is for every client to achieve an improved, vibrant, and satisfying sex life. Hello. Her holistic approach to medicine is the wave of the future. Specifically, Dr. Kathy's area of specialty is sexology, in which she utilizes integrative holistic medicine to identify effective solutions to treat patients suffering from sexual disorders. Now, these sexual dis dysfunctions do not discriminate. In fact, they affect people of all races, professions, and socioeconomic backgrounds, which explain why Dr. Kathy's extensive patient list is extremely diverse and includes a number of high-profile celebrities. In other words, Dr. Kathy is Atlanta's celebrity sex doctor. She knows, you know, she gets to the nitty gritty of, you know, we have so many famous people in Atlanta and she has just been amazing at helping them improve their sex lives. So with that said, um, I just kind of want to know, you know, why did you get into this work? Well, thank you so much for that great introduction. That was beautiful. Um, but I found that over the years, as my patients were aging and they were developing certain diseases, I said, oh my gosh, why is it that their sex drive was just slowing down just as fast as they were aging? And I realized that the patients, the section of patients that I had on hormones, natural hormones, were fine. They were performing sexually, they were very active, very happy, but the patients that were not on hormones were just not talking about it and not interested in ha having any sex at all. So I said to myself, okay, let me see if I open the door and speak to patients directly about how they're performing, you know, sexually, mm -hmm. how they would react. And I just found that they were just not open to it. And mm. I kept on wondering why. And I realized there were so many factors involved from, you know, how they were brought up, religious mm. reasons, oh, yes. being in the, being being the, the Bible, Bible Belt, Belt. Mm -hmm. you know, I said, oh my goodness, this is so much to deal with. And I decided, I said, okay. You know, 10 years ago, I would have said, nope, I'm not going to talk about this. Mm. But now, myself, getting older, I realized I can do this. I can talk to the patients about things that make them uncomfortable because I'm at a stage myself where I feel great, vibrant, and I know if I had not changed my life, I would not be feeling like this right now. So the changes wow. I had put into my life made me say, okay, I'm going to get everyone that I can mm -hmm. on board, improve their health, right? Greater mm -hmm. health, greater sex. And just make sure that I touch everyone in some way. Because I really do believe that if you can perform sexually, mm -hmm. it's telling me that your heart is very healthy. 
Mm-hmm. If you cannot perform sexually, it's telling me that your heart heart has some issues that we've got to look at. Mm-hmm. And what I decided to do was check everyone again for their hormone levels and make sure that we got a starting point. And then sometimes I check their heart based on their hormone levels and based on their sexual you know function. Mm-hmm. And I found the correlation was direct. You have a good working sex life, you've got a good heart. Mm. You have a poor working sex life, you've got a poor heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Can you... Um, um, if you don't mind, would you talk a little bit about your personal journey? Okay. Um, sort of, you said like it really affected you. Right. So what was it that brought you onto this journey personally? Right. Well, as a physician, you know, they do not talk to doctors about preventing diseases. They don't teach doctors. You go mm, through all these courses, wow. all these years of training, and they teach you how to treat disease. So they tell you how to treat diabetes, hypertension, cancer, um, chronic pain. We know how to treat it when you have it. Mm -hmm. But we do not know how to prevent it, how to make sure you don't get diabetes, you don't get cancer, you don't get hypertension. And I got very frustrated treating patients with these end diseases and seeing them die. Wow. And I said to myself, okay, what can I do to actually prevent them? And the only way I could get information was to step out of the box, which I did. And I went for conferences all over you know, the United States and found that there were so many, um, there was so much information out there that I had not been privy to. I had, not, had no idea about it. It was amazing. Oh my goodness. The stuff that I found, it was like mind boggling. I said, this is not real. And I actually got angry with the medical community and my, my degree. And I said, how could you not teach me mm. when there's so much out there for mm-hmm. us to have access to, you know, the natural herbs, mm-hmm. the natural creams, even just, you know, exercises, you know, yes. all that stuff. None of that was, you know, taught to us. So going out there and realizing that there's so much more I can offer my patients, you know, mm-hmm. just got me started. And of course, before I offered to patients, I tried on myself. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> oh, it was heaven. It was like, this is the real deal. So when I have the passion and I talk to my patients, they're just mesmerized. I'm like, okay, give it to me. They're like, right. oh, give it to me. I want some too. Right. Because I'm devoted to helping patients feel better, not just you know, in terms of treating their disease, but psychologically, mm. quality of life, mm-hmm. you want it better. And you realize that everybody's got their own journey to walk. And if I can help give them something that will help them walk that journey in any way, mm-hmm. much better, you know, I've done my job. So awesome. I really took my personal experiences, you know, including, again, aging and, and looking in the mirror and saying, who who is this person? Wondering... Why am I changing my looks? I'm not as pretty as I used to be. I used to be very pretty, much more, much more <laughs> soft. Thank pretty. you so much. Thank you so much. And I said, okay, I'm getting older. Oh, I don't want to get older. And I realized that it's not that getting older is a bad thing. It's feeling older. Mm. Not being able to get up from that chair fast and quick mm. and, and walk and, and feel that bounce in your step. And then I realized as I, again, changed my lifestyle, ate healthier, exercised, balanced my hormones, that I did get more um, pleasure in having sex, and I did get pl- more pleasure in my looks. Mm-hmm. You know, the hair starts to grow better when you're on your right vitamins. Mm. And, of course, circulation improves when you're having good sex. Right. So it's like, for me, it was, you know, just satisfying talking to patients and then having them open up a little bit and say, okay, Dr. Kathy, fine. They need some help here. And then seeing them go from no sex to, you know, having sex at least once or twice a week, which was great. Awesome. Yes. yes, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. So I know, like, here in your clinic, when I uh, personally come across folks, you know, some people do have those disorders, you know, and, um, you know, women sort of suffer from, like, low desire um, or female sexual dysfunction or FSD. And so I really want to know, like, uh, what do you, uh, what do you do? How, first of all, how do you identify the women that have these disorders? And then, like, what are some strategies that, that you do uh, to help them to overcome these, okay. these issues? So not to, you know, make this too medical, but mm-hmm. there, there is a DSM-4 criteria that is called, you know, FSD, female sexual disorder, that has a a branch of sexuality disorders classified as hypoactive sexual desire disorder, 
which really is a lack of desire to have sex, a mm-hmm. lack of, of fantasy. You don't even think about having sex. Mm-hmm. And when that goes on for at least six months, where you're not having any sexual activity and it doesn't even bother you mm-hmm. to, to, to not have any sexual uh, uh, activity, then we are going to classify you now as you know HSDD. Mm-hmm. Um, the men, the same thing. There is a hypoactive desire disorder for men. Mm-hmm. And if they're not interested in sex and not having sex for six months, that also can be classified as a disorder now. So mm-hmm. we're becoming more enlightened and aware of these um, disorders in the medical field now. Mm-hmm. So when you have a patient that is you know, admitting that they're not having sex, that's when you start looking at the different disorders that right. could be the cause. Mm-hmm. And you want to start, first of all, for me, I'm really into the hormones. Mm-hmm. The hormones give me a clue right off the bat um, whether you're going to have an issue with you know, having sexual activity because you need your hormones to actually keep the groin area strong. If you don't have a good musculature mm-hmm. in the groin, and you've got some weak muscles that are just flabby and turning into fat. It's yeah. like you cannot have a good contraction. And it's the contraction that makes the orgasm. Exactly. So you've got to think in terms of their hormone levels because the hormones produce um, the ability for you to contract. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to contract with these hormones lacking, then you'll find that, oh my gosh, you can try all the exercises you want. It's hard to get that muscle tight and mm-hmm. firm. So I always start off with the hormone levels. Okay. So the male hormone, testosterone, has to be normal in both sexes, the male and female. Mm -hmm. And people don't even realize that they have testosterone. Women don't know that they have testosterone. So men, yes, that's your main hormone. But for women, you have got to have an itty bit of testosterone. Not much, just an itty bitty amount. And when you bring that back, that alone can increase your sexual function and desire without doing anything else, mm-hmm. just by replacing that testosterone. And I tend to do it naturally. Mm-hmm. I do not like to use synthetic, dangerous uh, medications that some people use mm-hmm. in my office. We try to stay very natural. And these, these can be creams. Mm-hmm. These can be injections. They can be, they can be um, sometimes tablets. But the creams are made from yams, from the plants. Wow. Yeah, so that's the, the first way I go. Mm-hmm. We also have pellets that we do sometimes also. But I'll measure your levels, and then from there replace them. If that does not work, then I've got to go into the other reasons why you might not be um, able to perform sexually. So if your levels come back normal Mm -hmm. and you're still having problems, I'm going to go into the psychological. Right. Because as you know, as you um, Yeah, that's my main focus, psychological. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. You grow up in the house, parents say, you know, don't talk about sex, don't masturbate, you're not allowed to um, even mention the word sex. Right. Your parents don't talk to you about sex. Exactly. Your your mom, dad just never brought the topic. They just say, Don't get pregnant. Mm, Exactly. You know, don't come home pregnant. Or they say it's it's wrong to have sex until you're married. Right. You know? So when you encounter that as a child, your your mind just thinks of sex as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that when you get into relationships, and even if you don't, you put sex on the back burner and you just don't Exactly. It. So I'll go into the psychological um, aspect of it. And of course, the medical aspect where I'll do my exam and make sure that you're um, not having any disease like diabetes or, and hypertension, which, mm. which both affect the, the circulation in the groin. Mm-hmm. So if someone has um, a heart disease from diabetes, from hypertension, you can automatically uh, deduce that they're going to have problems sexually because they don't have good circulation because, because of the diseases that affect the circulation. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to make sure they don't have any um, circulation issues or even any neurological issues, which sometimes people that have back pain and have, mm. have, have had back surgery, they've cut nerves, they've had surgical procedures, they've cut nerves, and um, if you don't have the nerves, you can't even feel half of the stuff going on when you're having sex. I have wow. a patient that half her vagina has sensation and the other half does not. Wow. Because she had an accident where you know her spine was you know disturbed oh, wow. and she had surgery and... And she asked me, please, Dr. Kathy, what can I do? You know, so I have creams I can, you know, have them uh, internally uh, use that will improve the sensation. Mm-hmm. And I have different ways of, you know, uh, encouraging them to exercise mm-hmm. and to, of course, lose weight and do things that will help their circulation. 
but you want to classify them in terms of what the main issue is. Focus on that, mm -hmm. and then take it from there. And you know, you'll find that you get great results once you've addressed the hormones, and anything else becomes secondary. And it's much easier to treat when you've got their hormones plus their psychological uh, aspect addressed, mm -hmm. and then the physical aspect addressed too. But I find that um, it's hard to treat the psychological. It really is because you've got to have somebody that's open and willing to address it. Yes. If they were raped, if they yes. were mutilated when they were young, yes. you know, it makes it tremendously you know, difficult. Yes. I, um, I deal with a lot of uh, clients on the psychological aspect right. of it. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and for me, <clears throat> excuse me, personally, I've noticed that even when I had a client who didn't address her rape, and so addressing it, you know, in the therapy, addressing it, she was just like finally being able to speak about it only because it's like I literally had to force her to right. speak about it. Right. Right. And it was only then she realized that that's part of why she was holding back in a lot of other instances. Right. right? right, right. So it, it, a lot of the things that we, you know, deal with, deal with the trauma, deal with childhood trauma, but, you know, coming out of that is, um, can be so much more rewarding, especially for your sexual life right. when you just deal with it appropriately, right? right? I, I had a, a patient that, um, she came into my office mm -hmm. in her thirties with a walker. <clears throat> wow. With a walker. She couldn't walk. Her husband was with her. She was using this walker and creeping into my office and on talking with her, I found out because I knew psychologically because all her tests, MRI, everything were normal. Mm-hmm. And she was coming to me, help me, and I and I wanted to talk about the psychological. And she said that when she was young, her father, you know, raped her mm -hmm. from a young age, and up to you know her late teens. Wow. And she mentioned it briefly, and I wanted to go back to it. She said, no, she doesn't want to talk about it. And I said, but this could be the root of why you can't yes. walk. Right. And she refused to talk about it. Wow. And her husband was there, and her husband said she refuses to talk about it. And then finally, she said. If I talk about it, I would have to accept the fact that my mother knew. Wow. And ignored it. So she couldn't even bring it up. And she never came back to my office. Wow. Didn't talk about it, just did not want to address it. Mm. And that's something that I believe you're entitled to, that decision. Yes. But, but until you face those demons, you cannot progress. Yes. It's about the healing process. It is. It is. You it's, know? It's about allowing the mind to be at peace with whatever you've had happen to you mm -hmm. so that you can move on beyond that. Exactly, exactly. So I know um, you were talking about earlier about like the O-Shot for yeah, women. Yeah. Tell me about the O-Shot. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe when um, when my colleagues had told me about this O-Shot. I knew about the G-Spot the G, G -spot injection over mm -hmm. in, in California. There's a doctor doing it in California. And they usually inject a collagen. Mm -hmm. Oh, collagen interesting. filler, yes. And they found that they were having some nodules, some granulomas, some just little seeds that mm -hmm. were developing in the area so they didn't really want to encourage doing the g-spot with the collagen because of the side effect of getting some nodules mm -hmm. so i was like uh i'm not going to do the you know collagen fillers even though i'm very familiar with collagen i love using collagen in, in other areas so when i heard from a colleague that she was uh, had done a class using not collagen but some other natural way of doing it so i kept wow. pushing her tell me tell me so she <laughs> finally tells me and the O shot and the P shot for men, the O shot is where I draw your blood mm -hmm. and I spin it mm -hmm. and I get the growth factors from your blood. Wow. So there are certain steps involved. Mm -hmm. When I get the growth factors, I isolate the growth factors and they will actually be injected into your G spot. Wow. So all I'm doing is taking your own body fluid. Wow. Focusing and concentrating the nice um, growth factors and nutrients that will help tissues revitalize and come back to life mm -hmm. just inject it right into the g-spot add into the clitoris to make, make it more sensitive and more alive mm -hmm. so that when it's being touched it'll actually respond much much better 
Wow. Um, and I learned that technique and I haven't turned back. It's been the most blessful, you know, blessing that I've had, the best blessing I've had in a long, in many years to be able to give somebody the ability to feel their, their clitoris or their G-spot because many people say, I do not know where my G-spot is. Right. And so with this shot, it makes it bigger. You can localize it. The man can localize it, you know. And That's amazing. And there's a tantric massage that I encourage for patients mm-hmm. too that they will get a, you know, they get a couple of lessons that they learn how to be able to reach inside the vagina, locate the G-spot and massage the G-spot and have, a, have an orgasm just using the massage of the wow. tantric. It's been around some yoga classes mm-hmm. that you can go for. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a certified phlebotomist, uh-huh. so it's very fascinating right. to think about, like, drawing the blood and using yes. certain aspects of the blood yes. to inject in the G-spot. Yes. Like, wow, yes. that's really it's actually, it's amazing. Actually, it's actually called PRP. <clears throat> Uh, platelet-rich plasma, mm-hmm. and it's been around for many years now, and mm-hmm. they are injecting it into the joints. Wow. The joints actually heal mm-hmm. and come back in terms of tissue formation, regeneration, and, and improving the circulation in those areas. And Dr. Runnell, R-U-N-E-L, he was the person that um, found this um, technique because wow. he decided to look further into it. And he's the person that I actually went to, and it was just amazing because the people that have been getting results were just so happy. They had some. I'm you know, sure, yeah. And so I'm doing it for women and for the men. It actually enlarges the penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get about an inch to two inches, depending on you know wow. your technique, length, and width. Wow. And it's so funny when I went for the class. I said, okay, the <laughs> width matter. You know, the yes, width it matters matter. more than the they length. They all said it matters more than the length. I said, okay, I love something new. I'm like, I always thought it was length. I always no, thought it's, it's about length, the width. But the yeah. width matters too. And I said, okay, I, I, I give up. Because, <laughs> because I always felt that, you know, to get full mm-hmm. with the, in the vagina, some people said, oh, no, that's too big. People were always scared of the big penis. Right. right. But at this course, it was amazing how everyone said, no, you've got to, Feel, especially I'm assuming if you have the vagina that's a little bit bigger. So right. you have a tighter v- vagina, you're not going to want to have this big penis in there. So, right. So I encourage couples to always um, analyze themselves. Yes. And, and find out whether you really Where's want a bigger penis. Stop. That's right. Where, Where how yeah, long, how, how short. Long, yeah. And for the man, you know, do you really need to get bigger or not? Because if you're too big, you know, it's like the woman's not going to want right. to, to have sex. And if you're too small too, right. you don't want to have sex. So I do have um, this procedure called the P-shot, mm-hmm. which is the same thing, injecting the growth factors into the penis. Mm-hmm. And I've actually modified it, and I do some extra things in addition to this blood. So I put some wow. extra stuff in there, wow. which is mind-boggling. So you can actually get a little bit more results. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that um, some doctors that I do know, and I can refer um, these doctors um, patients all the time I can refer my patients to these doctors mm-hmm. and they can actually put fat into the penis to enlarge it also wow but when you combine the fat with the PRP oh my gosh we're talking wow. about phenomenal results Wow. So you are just like, for, for men with smaller penises, yes. you probably are the doctor the to see. To yes, yes. Come, come, come. But again, I will measure your testosterone level. I'll right, measure right, some right. other levels, DHEA and right. things like that. It's sort of like the last resort. Yeah, it is a last. Yes. Because if this, you know, these other things don't work, I will go there. Okay. Same for women and, and for men. For the yeah. women, I can actually also inject into the breast, make the breast larger mm-hmm. and make it more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And the nipples in particular, so that they have more oxytocin you know mm-hmm. oxytocin and its flow and helping the orgasm and the contraction so i also will um, encourage the breast to be injected too some men will ask for their nipples to be um, more sensitive i have some men that do not have sensitive nipples mm-hmm. so i'll also do the shot into the nipples to make them more sensitive so again the most important question is where are you are you having issues with your circulation mm. hormones mm-hmm. or is it an, an anatomical issue is it the size mm-hmm. um, is it psychological right is it um, physical so if it's a size that's where this OSHA and PISA would come in right it's a physical thing but you really want to find out you know are they having a desire or is it that they're not being aroused so a desire for sex is yeah I think about sex all the time or I think about sex at least twice a week mm-hmm not having a desire is one thing, okay? Being touched and not being aroused mm. is another thing. So right. you can actually have a desire and not be aroused when you're touched. Right. So again, 
these all these factors we've talked about mm-hmm. would play a role in bringing back the desire and then of course using herbs and supplements which I know that you do encourage mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. would be um, a supplement in terms of do they want to go strong into the, into the creams and to the injections or do they want to be more subtle and more gradual and slow and start with, with simple supplements mm-hmm. like um, arginine, L-arginine, Himbine, Maca, to mention. Yes, yes. Root, Damiana, you know, Damiana, you know, yes, Damiana, Damiana, yes. Yes, I do. So we go, you know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love them. And it's so funny, you'll see the different um, responses with different patients, mm-hmm. you know, depending on their issues. Some people say, oh my gosh, it works, I don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. And and if these supplements don't work, oh my gosh, I'm into Viagra, Cialis, Lepetra, mm-hmm. no question. Mm. Because they these are almost guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Levitra, the Viagra, the Cialis don't work, then the last step is the P-shot or the O-shot. Okay. It, it's telling me that, oh, they're coming to me a little bit too late. Because if you don't use it, oh. you lose it. Right? Mm. Oh, my right? gosh. If I was just talking about this the other it, day. You lose it. You <laughs> lose everything. Desire, everything will just be shut off. Yes. And I say that greater health is greater sex Mm -hmm. if you don't have an orgasm at least twice a week Mm -hmm. you can lose it and you're not getting the benefits of having an orgasm because you actually add years to your life you live longer having two orgasms male and female Mm -hmm. a week so all you couples out there (laughs) whether you're married or whether you're single You've got to have an orgasm. And that brings me to the masturbation, right? Yeah. Because masturbation, you can have your own orgasm and meet the criteria. Exactly. So masturbate at least twice a week if you're not having sex twice a week. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about just, you know, we're thinking about um, sort of going back to the aphrodisiacs and whatnot. Um, Like we said, Damiani, Yohimbe, all those things. How would how would you encourage somebody to sort of implement them in their daily life? Like, you know, like, is it like, you know, have one aphrodisiac a day to increase libido? Like, I mean, I personally tell people, like, I have a Damiana tea. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, having the Damiana tea either, you know, when I wake up or when I go to sleep. Um, when I wake up, it's sort of, I use that sort of sexual energy to drive me through good, the day. Good. Or when I go to sleep, I'm... Kind of masturbate and go to sleep. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the, so. the, tea, the tea actually helps your cortisol and your adrenal mm-hmm. glands. So we've got the ovaries, we've got the testicles, mm-hmm. we've got the adrenal gland, right? Mm-hmm. They all form these very important hormones that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And these teas stimulate your organs to make more. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're actually staying young. You're keeping yourself young. Yes. You do that. Now... Each person, again, might find one thing works better than the other. Exactly. So these aphrodisiacs that you can get at sex stores and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I don't even care. Go and try them. Mm-hmm. Follow the directions. If it doesn't work, then either bring it to me, bring it in, let's discuss it in more details. But I encourage whatever works. And mm-hmm. you'll find that you've got to have sometimes, especially if you have more medical diseases like hypertension, diabetes, you really mm. want to sort of like go to a provider like myself mm-hmm. that knows more about these aphrodisiacs. You'll find that most doctors do not have a clue. No. So they're you really clueless. have got to be careful because they will say, don't do it. Yes. Right? And With a quickness. Yes. I've been to doctors. Yes, yes. I've been to doctors yes. where they're like, don't do it. And I'm like, actually, I know mm-hmm. I can do this. Like, you and you're know. Gonna, you're going <laughs> to have to keep quiet. That's how, mm-hmm. how you have to do sometimes. I just say, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And you leave. You, you don't have to tell the doctor what you're doing in the sense that if you're going to try something, he says don't do it. You don't have to tell him, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to find that you're going to be actually told don't do things and sometimes you're going to have to say you know what I'm a big boy or a big girl I can try this and I'll let you know if I have any problems or not right because they have no clue and they're willing to go to their deathbed oh yeah not trying anything yeah and just going saying that you know the medical world says leave it alone you're going to age you're going to die leave it alone just forget it mm-hmm. you know, you're just it's that's it it's over with right they don't believe in looking at other things like herbs mm-hmm. that might actually help you wow yeah yeah, it's so it's so bizarre to me. It is. It really but, is. It really is. Yeah, but um, I really kind of wanted to talk about sort of the pheromone production because I feel like when you increase your pheromones, like 
you know, how I tell people to increase their pheromones is by hugging, right? Mm -hmm. Like using that, that, that sexual energy is what really increases your pheromones and hugging is sort of like the gateway drug into, (laughs) into feeding that sexual energy, Right. right? And it's not just like, you know, the A hug, the, right. the church hug right, or the, right, right, you know, right, right, right. but really holding someone, you know, for 20 seconds, really releasing that oxytocin. Um, so, um, I was just wondering if you have any sort of medical ways or are there any other, you know, strategic ways in uh, producing pheromones that you, that you encourage? Well, you know, the number one complaint is I'm tired, right? Everyone mm-hmm. says, I'm tired, oh, yes. I'm tired, I'm tired. Oh, yeah. So when you speak words, mm-hmm. you've got to be very careful because you're creating an environment internally and externally that actually proposes and says, you know what? I'm going to continue being tired. Mm. So you'll find that your energy actually just dissipates. It's, it's decreased just because you've said those words, mm-hmm. right? Those words are very powerful. And you've just made yourself even more tired, confirmed that you're tired. Mm-hmm. And so these pheromones mm. that we would have turned on by either saying, you know what, I'm not going to be tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something that is going to reverse my tiredness and I'm going to feel great. Just by turning on your mind and your positive thinking, mm. you actually start increasing your pheromones. Yes. Right? But I hear with my patients that to turn on their mind is so hard mm-hmm. because they are exhausted physically. So you mm. see them going to work so many hours a day. Mm-hmm. So... The first thing you want to do do is talk about how to get sleep, how to de-stress, mm-hmm. how to touch, like you said, mm-hmm. hugging, just rubbing softly, mm. or just touching softly the head, yes. the arm, the neck, because these are also erogenous zones mm-hmm. that you'll find that can trigger your production of these beautiful pheromones that we all make. Mm-hmm. But, but when you have someone that does not want to turn them on, because they're in denial or they just say, you know what, I'm just too tired. You're going to find that the attitude is what's going to make or break someone's sexual response in making making pheromones. Mm -hmm. Now, you eat healthier, Mm -hmm. you exercise, Mm -hmm. all that contributes to these pheromones being produced because you'll find that if you could measure pheromones, some people make more. And some people make less. Mm-hmm. Some people are unable to make some because of, again, their medical illnesses, their right. stress, their lack of interest in even sex in general, mm-hmm. and how they were brought up, psychologically, turning off all those hormones. Um, but you'll find that whether having a bath, uh, having someone massage you, mm-hmm. you know what the massage, that good massage, right? Oh, right. Oh, gosh. If you <laughs> a good massage, that does it. It's like, okay, let's do it. So if you are able to stimulate your mind, mm-hmm. you can actually turn on your phone. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And of course, eating healthy. Yes. Um, there are some people that say, you know, taking some of these foods for some patients, but I find that if they're not detoxed, it's that's almost that, like it doesn't, like it doesn't work. help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find that if, if there's a lot of sugar craving and carbohydrate craving, there's yeast in the way. Yes. And the yeast is not allowing you to produce hormones because it's like a coating over your organs. Mm. And it's not allowing you to produce, to produce good quality hormones. Yes. So you'll find that I can, I can recommend so many things, but the herbs, the supplements are not working because you have a coat, yes. a film, a biofilm of these organisms that are just preventing you producing anything. Yes. So you've got to detox, you've got to clean uh, up. Mm-hmm. And is it hard to detox? I guess it depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. Because I do colonics. Colonics are wow. where, where you go in and clear, uh, clean out the bowels yeah. to get the fungus, the mm-hmm. mold, the parasites, the, all the junk out of the bowel so you can absorb better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll find that when you start a program where you're detoxing and getting rid of all these viruses and, and fungi, that you'll actually get better responses in terms of your pheromones and your hormones, and then you'll start feeling things. Mm-hmm. I like to ask patients to touch the wall. Mm. Okay, run your fingers down the wall. Mm-hmm. And the patients that say, it's smooth. I know that their sensation, their nervous system, their tactile uh, mm-hmm. ability is out of whack. Right. Because they're not able to feel the roughness, ridges. the ridges mm-hmm. in the wall. Yeah. And they say, it's smooth. No, it's not. Right. So they've lost that ability to sense 
and wow. touch. And, and because of that, they are missing so much. Mm. And if they're missing so much, they're not going to enjoy the now, enjoy what's happening to them right now in terms of, you know, someone coming to say things to them and make them aroused. They're going to be able to just say, oh, you know, it's gone. It's just gone because they're, yeah. their senses are just dull. Wow. So you want to hone in on improving sensation, mm-hmm. minds, your mind, improving your brain function by detoxing, getting rid of things that you don't need in your body. Mm. So that's going to go, you know, into eating better, exercising, and even brain exercises. You know, there are certain exercises yeah. for the brain that help your brain stay young, help you, exactly. your brain stay active. Of course. And if you can do that again, you'll be able to make more pheromones. So coming back to pheromones, mm-hmm. to make pheromones, you've got to be able to be aware that your attitude you know how you how you go about your day are you positively thinking negatively thinking mm. um, are you aware that sex matters do you I mean couples come in do you right. know that you should be having sex right or have again if you put on the back burner right so all that will play a role in whether you can whether you have the ability to make from it or not and if you don't come see me I can help you make more from it. <laughs> so, Awesome. So I, I want to talk about a little bit about flirting. You know, I feel like when I read sort of the, 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 the pros and the cons of flirting, right? Like, you know, I read like Huff Post Divorce, right? And they're like, don't flirt. Right. It'll ruin your marriage. Right. Right. Or, right. Um, but then I also think about the benefits of flirting and how like when we express ourselves in various different ways or we flirt with people, how we feel so open and how we can totally bring that back to our partners or significant others and how we can uh, really uh, engage them in a way that feels sexy, sexual, to increase our libido. Um, I, do you have any recommendations on like flirting, not flirting? I should... love flirting. Mm-hmm. I think that flirting is the spice of life, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you are in touch with somebody, you're trying to connect, mm-hmm. right? And I believe love is for us to be able to not only show it, but to actually share it, mm-hmm. all right? So we actually have to engage in interacting with people all the time on different you know, levels. Mm-hmm. But to be able to flirt is going into a level of, again, producing your pheromones and having you feel elevated, good about yourself. Yes. And that's the, that's the foreplay. That's part of the foreplay, mm-hmm. right? And seeing, confidence seeing, building. Yes. yes. Seeing, seeing your partner flirt, mm-hmm. it makes you feel, it should make you feel <laughs> happy that the person is actually confident Yes. And happy about themselves to be able to flirt. Mm-hmm. Because you'll find that people that don't flirt are introverts and not wanting to actually interact with people. Mm-hmm. But those that flirt are just out there having a good time, just wanting to share, wanting to engage. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's a fine line between what's what's appropriate and what's not appropriate flirting. Right. So you've got to be careful balancing it depending right. on who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Of course, dealing with people that are a little bit... Uh, oof, over the top might mm-hmm. be a little bit too too much for you but you've got to define where and how far you're willing to go mm-hmm. and if you have the clear boundaries I think it'll be fine mm-hmm. because I had a patient um, get some blood drawn and he reached out his hand uh oh <laughs> that's right I'm like, and what? he did something with his hand to the phlebotomist whoa and didn't touch her nothing but the gesture. And it was to him, he didn't touch her. Right. All right? But to him, it was flirting. To her, it was not acceptable. Sexual harassment. Definitely. Yeah. So you'll find that for him, it was nothing. But of course, we had him um, write a letter of apology. He actually apologized to her. And they, 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 she took the apology and it was okay. He actually brought her flowers and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Really <laughs> but he found her attractive. Mm-hmm. And he stepped out of that flirting where, you know, hey, you're beautiful. You yeah. Know, you can say it. But to go and use your hands and make a gesture, it was like, okay, you've got to know the boundaries. So right. When you're flirting, know your boundaries. Don't cross them. If you're not sure, ask. Mm-hmm. You know? I think more people that communicate mm-hmm. will have a better 
you know, time flirting. You know? Mm, and, yes. And you can say, did I offend you after you did the flirt? And right. if you did, you apologize immediately. Right. And if, if someone says, you know, that they're not going to flirt because they're scared of crossing boundaries, again, you're doing the extreme. You yeah. want to be able to flirt because life is for the living. Yes. You know? So yes. have fun, but try not to cross boundaries. Make your boundaries and find out their boundaries. And sometimes you, you might not know, mm-hmm. but you can feel it. You can sense it. Yes. And when you sense it, you can know whether you can go further or not. And right. develop a close relationship. Who knows? Again, depending on where you want to go. But again, yes, yes, yes. Flirting is fun. Just be aware of who you're flirting with mm-hmm. and how far they're willing to go. Yes. And I think that's perfect. I think yes. it's a sort of a sense of self-awareness. Yes. You know, with the flirting. A, yes. A, a way of seeing like, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know... Oh, they've responded. Yes. You know, oh, okay, yes. well, then you I can get their move feedback. On. You yes. go further, or you can stay exactly. where you are, right? Because sometimes when you stay, when you stay where you are, you're attracting them. Mm-hmm. Hey, they are going to come towards you. Right. So you don't want to overdo it. Exactly. To make them feel like they have to run away. Right. So you have to know. And again, that's that sixth sense. Your sixth sense also is a reflection of health. Mm. Are you in tune with your sixth sense? Do yes. Do you really, really know? And are you right? Half the time, or you're wrong half the time with your six <laughs> If you're wrong, please, let's get some healthy things going in your life before you rely on your six cents. Yes. Don't rely on your six cents unless <laughs> it's proving you right. I think it's perfectly valid. We can talk about spirituality and sexuality yes. later on. Yes. That's a whole different episode. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> um, so we talked about exercise, we talked about diet, we talked about pheromone production, and masturbation. Ooh, my favorite topic. <laughs> masturbation. Yes. Do you think like masturbation, we kind of briefly, we kind of discussed it briefly. It do you over, think yeah. that masturbation, you know, you said, you know, do it two times, at least two times a week to help you. Like, is there anything in well, particular that you want to add? Two times a week was an orgasm. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. So whether you're having sex, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. two times a week. Okay. If you're not intimate with somebody, you're not having sex, then you're going to rely on the masturbation mm-hmm. to um, give you that orgasm. But you know how sensitive they are when the Bible Belt. You know how, right. how I'm told that it is not allowed in the churches. Have you heard that? That masturbation is not allowed in the churches? Um, it, well, it, it shouldn't against... be masturbating in church, apparently. Well, no. But... <laughs> but they frown about it. They discourage it. Wow, you know it's funny because, you know, I, you know, originally I'm from California, so it originally I'm from California, so it's really hard for me sometimes to really yes. think about like yeah. what yeah. like the yeah. mega churches yeah. or the yeah. the, the, the um, more conservative churches right. include in their uh, discussions, but um, as far as I know, um, I understand it, you know. Maybe it to be wrong here. I feel it like is. I feel like though we've grown past that, and maybe that's just me I wish, and my community. I wish, I wish. yes. You know, you, my... live, you live in Buckhead. No, no, no. Sorry. You live in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. That is completely different. I would just love for my kids to just just go over there and visit. They don't even go up that far. They just stay down here and just want to stay away from all that. Oh, but the reality, huge... the rea- yeah, the reality okay. is that. Masturbation is frowned upon. Wow. Yeah. So you'll, I actually have spoken to a few pastors and, and they said that some of them said they don't talk about it. Wow. And some said that they are against it. And some said that they can't talk about it if they would like to talk about it, but they're not allowed to. Wow. So it is really not encouraged. I believe there's a, there's a, um, part in the Bible that says, you know, I'm not going to go into that. Right. Basically I am really, really a proponent for masturbation because, number one, it's a form of abstinence. Mm-hmm. You're not exposing yourself to any HIV, exactly. malaria, chlamydia. Right. And when you are self-sufficient mm-hmm. and don't have to rely on somebody else to make you happy and please you, it gives you more power. And it actually makes you love yourself. Yes. If you can make yourself reach an orgasm, the power it gives you is unreal. Yes. Now, again... That's if you're at a point in your life where you're accepting orgasms and, and accepting sexuality and accepting that you are entitled to enjoy yourself physically mm-hmm. in terms of having an orgasm. There are many people that don't feel it's a right, don't feel it's important, and don't respect 
having sex, even though God gave it to us, right? right. So we have these abilities to 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 reach an orgasm, and they're still remembering their childhood days, and they still right. feel that it's the wrong. Guilt, the shame, they guilt, the yes. shame, and and they just feel it's not important to indulge in. So you'll you'll try to talk to patients, and you'll try to explain to them that um, the masturbation is a way of staying out of trouble. Mm. You know, and it's natural as you grow up. Right. You'll find that the young boys will, you know, masturbate at night unknowingly and wake up with a hard on, go to bed, sometimes right. with a hard on, and they ejaculate in their dreams. And you'll find there are women that do that too. Yes. You're familiar with that. Oh, right? yeah. So you'll find that women go to bed mm-hmm. and they wake up and they're wet or they have the vivid dream and they had an orgasm because they haven't had an orgasm in mm-hmm. months and months and months. <laughs> and then the body says, you're having one today. And you have this orgasm. You say, did I just have an orgasm? Right. Yes, and, you did. And you did. <laughs> and that is a form of, of, of masturbation. Mm-hmm. But, but of course, in your dreams, because right. you had a vivid dream that was actually real, and it said you've got to have one tonight. So, <laughs> so the masturbation is just a way of keeping your body youthful, mm-hmm. keeping your body young. But again, there are children doing it that are told not to, and I'm encouraging parents. I wish I could tell the whole world that it's safer than having sex. I'm having twelve-year-olds getting gonorrhea chlamydia, getting pregnant. Oh my! And and instead of doing that, they should be masturbated because these hormones come out and it's like, yes. what do I do? What do I right. do? And if you encourage that, they will do that instead of going exactly. looking for somebody else to do it with and expose themselves to dangerous diseases out there. Exactly. Exactly. So um, there are a couple of things that I really kind of wanted to go over. We um, you know, talked about masturbation, flirting, exercising, eating, you know, some aphrodisiacs or eating right just in general. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about sort of balancing maybe, you know, your work and play and limiting the stressors. Like, you know, we all have a lot of stresses in our life. You know, um, I always encourage people to sort of name their stresses and just sort of eliminate them as, as they see fit. Right. Um, you know, if you have kids and they're stressful, you might not be able to eliminate those. But there are ways to um, manage them in a way that um, alleviates stress. Right. Um, so are there any uh, ways or strategies that you tell people um, to sort of limit their stressors or, or balance their work and play? Well, the first thing I would like to say is, you know how when you're having sex, your mind wanders? Yeah. Got to stop that. Mm-hmm. One has to be in the moment. You've got to be able to not yes. say, oh, be my present," or, or the kids. You mm-hmm. cannot go off into mundane things that are going to interfere with your mind. So you've got to be able to understand that. Be present. Be in the moment. Enjoy. It's not fair to you or to your partner mm-hmm. to be thinking of a to-do list while you're having these right. encounters. So, so that's the first thing. Now... I think that we tend to do that because we are under stress. So the more you're under stress, mm. the more you're going to do that to-do list. Mm. So stress is normal, mm-hmm. okay? We all have stress. It's a normal flight-fight reaction that we were, you know, trained to have. Mm-hmm. But how you deal with the stress is the question. So mm-hmm. we're all going to have stress. We're all going to have right. stressors. But if you deal with it in a way that physically harms you, which means you're worrying about it, mm-hmm. you constantly think about it, mm-hmm. you complain about it, you verbalize it, mm-hmm. you make everyone know about it, you complain, <laughs> you criticize, you just nag. <laughs> you're going to turn off again the ability to not only relax and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself, but you're going to turn off people wanting to be around you. Mm. Okay, So you're sending signals out that are saying, stay away from me whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. So the number one advice I would give anyone that's going through stress is stop complaining about it. Stop attracting it to you. Wow. The more you talk mm-hmm. about it, the more the it's going to come to you. The more it's going to come to you, the more people will say, oh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Right. They're going to avoid you, whether you understand it or not. Everyone has stress. They're just not talking about theirs. They're letting you talk. So you've got to stop complaining. Mm-hmm. There are herbs. Valerian root, 
Kava mm. Kava, L-theanine, GABA. There are so many supplements out there. Teas, mm-hmm. right? Chamomile teal, tea. There are so many things out there that will actually enable you to relax. Mm-hmm. And then you can deal with your stress much better. Yes. So when you're under stress, whether at work, whether at home, anywhere you are, find that herb, that tea, find that mechanism, yoga. Mm. Dance, go and learn some dancing, dancing lessons, you know, the salsa. Find a way that will decrease your stress. Um, I don't believe in taking, you know, street drugs. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that believe that using street drugs help them relax. I don't because I'm worried about the effect on the brain. Yes. And I some people say, some people feel, oh, marijuana helps me sexually. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you're one of the few. Yes. It might... But you're one of the few. Yeah. All right? Alcohol helps me sexually. Um, It might. Yeah. But you're one of the few. Yeah. And you have to look at what it does to the brain. Right. What it does to the liver. Right. right? We all are aware now of how, you know, football, you know, these sports. Yes. uh, Even, I won't say basketball, but football, boxing, even wrestling. Mm -hmm. Right? can physical. actually physically affect the brain that it actually damages the pituitary and you cannot make hormones anymore. Wow. Right? So you've got you to gotta preserve your brain. Your mm-hmm. brain has to be treated with, you know, utmost respect. Yeah, because your brain is your biggest sex that organ. That is. It's your b- biggest sex organ. And without the brain, you really, really will not be able to have an orgasm, right? That's mm-hmm. where the oxytocin comes from. Mm-hmm. There was a word somebody told me when I said, that I am attracted to smart men. <laughs> and, and he said, that means you're saposexual. I said, sapo what? <laughs> Sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Yeah. Sapiosexual, yeah. And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so you've got to have a brain but if you're out there doing these street things and, and not eating well and not exercising your brain is going to turn to mush right so you've got to be aware to protect your brain yes and stress destroys the brain mm-hmm. it, de- it decreases your neurons you lose your brain cells I used to say listen stop stressing me out you're, you're reducing the number of brain cells <laughs> that's awesome yeah just stop you know I walk away and they Teach us that in the alternative world. In the ah. world. Don't let stress affect you. Just give it back to them, or count to ten, or breathe, mm-hmm. or you know, slow your heart rate. I tell patients all the time: whatever makes you angry, which is a form of stress, all right? right? You get stressed, you get angry, and because it's you know stress, I say just just feel yourself. What are you feeling? Are you feeling your heart rate? Slow it down. Your mm-hmm. brain will slow it down. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling palpitation? Slow it down. Are you feeling your breathing shallow? Breathe deep. Right. I feel a burn. There's this burn that um, overcomes me when I'm getting angry. Mm. So I just, I just feel the burn. I keep quiet and I let it come calm down and I breathe in and I breathe out. And once the burn is gone away, I know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But if I let that burn stay I'll be saying things I regret later on right right Mm -hmm. to your partner so when you're angry to anybody it's like oh my gosh you said the wrong thing you've spoiled the mood yeah so the key (laughs) the key is the key is to make sure that whatever stress you're dealing with you're dealing with it well Mm -hmm. okay if you need some help get some herbs Mm mm-hmm um, do yoga classes, meditate. Mm-hmm. I'm big into meditation. Yes. Every morning you should have a routine oh, where you meditate. Yes, yes. Um, if you don't know how to meditate, get CDs, books, they're all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Just get started. People, yeah, some people want to go to church mm-hmm. and have that as a form of meditation. That's great. As long as it works. If right. it doesn't work, find something else. Exactly. Do not deceive yourself and think, yes, I'm fine. No. Right. If someone says, are you under stress? Are you okay? It's not working. Right. <laughs> Take note. You feel it might be working, but someone's telling you no. Your face, your attitude, they exude. The mm. energy comes out. We can tell. Yes. 
you might not think it, but we people on the outside will know. So use these indicators as if everyone says that you're crazy, you're you're gonna have to do something to try and make that craziness calm down. Right. Because again, bipolar, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. psychological disorders are real. Yes. And unless that's addressed, and again, the medications that we use can actually slow um, slow down your your libido, your sex drive, your interest in sex, make you zombie-like. Mm. Don't allow those medications to do that to you. Try and find other medications by finding talking to the doctor and saying, "Listen, this is affecting my sex drive." Right. If you don't tell him, he's not going to know. Right. And he'll keep you on it. Right. So if you're if you're having problems with medications that are affecting your brain, I don't. I mean, whatever it is. Bring it to the forefront. If that doctor can't help you, yeah. go to a doctor that can. Yes. Find a doctor that can. And you'd be the perfect doctor. Yes. Come <laughs> to me. Come to me. <laughs> so the last thing I just want to talk about is just like, you know, people don't believe me when I say you have to have goals in your life. Oh, you do. You know, that is a huge thing. For, for me in particular, but for other people with regards to their sex life and how it can manifest in their sex life. Did you hear Did you hear about the couple that had sex every day for a year? Yes, yes. She wrote a book about yes, it. Yes, she did. Yeah. She did. It was like 365 days. That's of right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, you know, sometimes you wonder, okay, could I do that, you know, sex every day? Right. I don't think I could. Probably, probably because I work very right. hard. Right. And I'm here all day. Me too. Yes. But, you know, for her, it was important. And I think yes. they achieved so much mm-hmm. in the relationship. Growth. He says so. Growth. Yeah. Now, so if you've got to do that, fine. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where you need to make sex a priority and, and have it every day for a year, that's fine. For me, it is more of, are you aware of how important sex is? I'll give you an example. I had mm-hmm. a patient that had prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not my patient. It was actually a friend of my sister. So okay. he got prostate cancer. And he did not realize the effect or the what was going to happen to him after he had the, the prostate removed. Mm-hmm. The doctors did not tell him. You know, wow. doctors. So he has the prostate removed. <sighs> and could not perform sexually. Yeah, because that's his G-spot. That's correct. That's, that's his everything. That's yes. how men, men define themselves, yes. right? So next thing you know, he is telling his wife he wants a divorce. Ugh. And she does everything she can. No. But he kicks her out of the house. Basically. Wow. Do you know he killed himself? <gasps> wow. After she left the house, she killed. he killed her himself. And I asked, I'm like, are you sure there was nothing else going on? And they said, nope, nothing else is going on. So I asked a few patients, I said, male patients, would you kill yourself if you could not have sex? To my utter amazement, they said, consider it. Wow. I asked one, I asked two, I asked three, I asked ten patients. Maybe out of ten, one said, oh, never. Mm-hmm. Nine said, it would cross my mind. Yeah. That It was wow. that day I realized that we women don't realize sometimes that testosterone in men is their <sighs> everything. Oh, yeah. It's their livelihood. It's their life. Yes. So... When, when we're not engaging in mm-hmm. sexual activity, activity with men, we're actually de-masculinizing them. We're actually yeah. taking away their manhood mm-hmm. by punishing them and saying, you know what, we're not going to um, have sex today because you right. did this, you did that. Right. Got to be careful. All right? You're um, hurting them you're more hurting them psychologically, psychologically than, than us. Than yeah. us. Hormonally. Yes. Yeah. We are not really testosterone dominant we're estrogen, right. which means we need to talk right we need, we need to, to connect, connect. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need you to be with us yes because you can sense <laughs> when you're with us and when you're not mm-hmm. and when you're not with us we are you know sad mm-hmm. you know so whoever 
understands the importance of sex, again, each person's going to define whether it is 10% of the relationship, mm-hmm. 20% of the relationship. I always tell couples, all right, give me <laughs> your percentage. Sex and communication. Mm-hmm. I love when patients say, oh, it's 70% communication and 30% sex. I'm like, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Yeah, right. So I'll get sometimes 50%, 50-50, and I'll get 70-30, and I'll say, okay, you guys have got to come to some agreement here, mm-hmm. all right? So I'll put them on a schedule. I'll try and say, okay, come on, once a week, is that okay? And they'll say yes, and some will say no. Once a month is what they want. And I'm like, no, come get your hormones checked, right? Mm. I did have a pastor, 70 years old, mm-hmm. married to, you know, they're both 70, and he said, Dr. Kathy, I want a divorce. I said, why? My sex doesn't want, my wife doesn't want to have sex. And I said, okay, bring her in. Brought her in. Right. Measured her hormones, balanced her hormones, gave her the creams, everything. Yeah. And she came from once a month to once a week. He comes back, Dr. Kathy, I still want a divorce. Why? I want it every day. I'm like, what? I get you from once a month? To once a week, and now you want it every day? Slow your roll. Okay. Slow your roll. There's got to be some negotiations. That's right. I talked to her. I talked to her. I talked to her. She said, Dr. Kathy, if he would stop grunting and puffing and puffing, I might do it more than once a week, but she can only stand that. She can only stand so (laughs) Why? Because he is trying to have this orgasm this ejaculation but he's spent he's used up it's gone so i told him listen can you hold some of that semen for the the weekend or once a week so that you're building up all this juice yeah and bam yeah you perform and she's gonna say "Ooh, that's what i want not all these little spurts here and there and again the older couple will do that the younger couple that's not a problem but for the older couple, yeah, once a week is okay. Mm-hmm. I do have some in their 50s every day, in their mm-hmm. 60s every day. Just just plan and make it a time that you can both agree on, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. You need a plan sometimes. You need a plan for sometimes. sure. Yeah. yeah. Schedule it out if there's going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and try your best because, again, I think it's more important to the men mm-hmm. than to the women. Mm-hmm. When men don't get it, it destroys them. Right. So please, women, make note. Take note of that. You've got to be aware of your partner. As a woman, it's it's less of an issue. But then again, we've got those women that have to have yes. it. Yes. We've got yes. to have it. And I'll tell you, you know, again, find out the percentage. Are you 50 sex, 50 communication? Or 60 sex, 60, 40 mm-hmm. communication? Right. Or the other way around? Find out where you are so you'll know, oh, man, this is very important. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I remember I went to an event and she said, I'm 100% sex. There's no communication needed. You know, I'm like, I hear you. Maybe because we're in the moment right now. Right. <laughs> but, but trust me. There's some kind there's gotta of communication. There's got to be some, for me, again, yeah. communication is going to be important. Again, that SAPO sexual thing. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so oh, much. You. We went over so many tips. It was oh, amazing. There's more. There's more. There's more. <laughs> so we talked about limiting our stress. We talked about limit, limiting sort of the medications, herbs, and all the different medications and herbs that we can use. O-shot, P-shot. Thinking about goals. Thinking about the amount of sleep and exercise and food as an aphrodisiacs that we need to have. Sleep. Um, sleep, 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 sleep. Yes. Sleep is very important. But, um, thank you so much for all the information. I feel like we need to do this again and like get deeper. Yes. Like really get deeper into some, some categories that people really maybe not know about. Maybe some other fetishes or, you know, things that people need to have a little bit of substance about, but, um, but I know you have a freaking supplement line yes. that's going on. You yes. just Excited. opened your office in Alpharetta. In Alpharetta. Just opened the third office. So, so tell us about like everything that you have going on right now. I just launched this line. Mm-hmm. One is for weight loss mm-hmm. and one is for sexual enhancement. Okay. And so it's coming out probably before Valentine's Day. We'll have it a few weeks before Valentine's Day. Okay. And it's going to be online on our website. Um... Can I give my website mm-hmm. right now? Great. Website. 
www.kathymd.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a place um, on our website where you can order these online. And again, these are all natural. All right? These are customized for you. Um, they're going to help for weight loss, burning fat. Mm-hmm. It's so important to have something that will aid you. Of course, you can't, you know, neglect the exercise and the dieting, right? Mm-hmm. Staying away from, from sugars and carbs. But you'll find that when you have an aid in addition to the exercise and, di- and diet, you'll be able to burn more mm-hmm. and lose more of the, of, the, of the fat. That The fat tends to hold on to bad hormones, mm-hmm. and that can, you know, slow down your um, aging, and, and or, or increase your aging and slow down your your performance sexually. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll find that estrogen, which is a female hormone, loves fat. So men come to me with high estrogen levels, and they're right. supposed to have low estrogen levels. Right. Guys come to me, they're supposed to have high testosterone, and they reverse. <laughs> they're crying, go to Kathy. It's no. Like, no, we're going to reverse this. So my website, um, come there. We're going to have these herbs that will help you um, fix things up and help you lose weight and perform, again, Depending on what you need, we'll have a little write-up on each of them. Improve your sexual performance. Facebook, Dr. Kathy M.D. Mm-hmm. Or Dr. Kathy Emerua. E-M-E-R-U-W-A. You've got to look at my name to pronounce it. Yeah, Emerua. Emerua, that's mm-hmm. it. We also have our Twitter, Dr. Kathy M.D. Tweets. YouTube and Pinterest, Dr. Kathy M.D. And Instagram, Dr. Kathy M.D. Picks. Phone number to call is one eight four four doctor kathy um, I have an you know, the Atlanta metro area, three offices, Alpharetta and Fairburn and um, Buckhead. So give us a call at one eight four four Dr. Kathy, and we can hook you up to any of our offices. Uh, we'd love to have you. Oh, yes. Thank you. And I am hoping to do a seminar in the summer, and I would Great. love to have you. We'll be there. Put um, my calendar. <laughs> I should put on my calendar. It's going to be sort of an extensive seminar, okay. um, you know, just four hours of people's time mm-hmm. and um, I would uh, love to have you there thank you to um, just express more of the medical side no of sex and sexuality would love so. to go into details I would love to oh, yeah. go into what um, the, the, the actual anatomy when they're actually in yes. the moment when they're actually having that um, problem is it at the beginning is it at the mm. middle is it at the end I mm. want to analyze zoom it. in zoom yes. in okay let's Put the microscope on that particular <laughs> area, and then we'll talk more in detail then. Yes, okay? that's love awesome. To. Great, thank you. Yes, and so thank you. Thank and you. like for Velvet Lips, personally, we have a um, sip and steam, uh, which is aphrodisiac wine and yoni nice. steaming uh, uh, event coming. And then I'm also doing the Sex Down South conference, cool. which you can go yes. to by accessing uh, sexdownsouth.com. And there you can... Uh, you know, either submit or be a part of the conference. It's here in Atlanta. Cool. Um, Dr. Kathy might be one of the speakers for the Sex X ATL, so um, that would be amazing. And yes. that's pretty much it. So yeah. thank you all for listening. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you, Dr. Kathy, for Anytime. all of I the knowledge it. that you have just fed me. Oh, there's much, much more. I, I Get me back. It. I believe me back. It. Thank so, you. <laughs> so cheers to your sexual success. Cheers to you.